Einmal ist kein my dick. Yeah. Hit the theme music. You know what? You've truly outdone yourself this time, Daniel. I think that uh, we've we I've, I I did like a dozen takes. I think that is the one. I, I it has to be. And honestly, I can't wait for someone to this for this to be the first episode they listen to, and they truly love the work of Milan Kundera, and that's the first <laughs> thing they hear, and it's like unsubscribe. All those uh, Kandero uh, heads. Kandero? Mm-hmm. Um, Kanderiax? Kandera? Kandera. Yeah. I haven't uh, been looking Kundere at the, the guy's name. When I just looked Mil- at... Melaniax. Melaniax. There you go. I like that better. Yep. Melaniax. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hey. To the classiest literature show out there. No farting here. No farting around except when Gabriel can't take himself... Too seriously. <laughs> also, um, we use the fart sound effect um, during our games. Yeah, so prepare for that. So there's some farting. So prepare, for, prepare for that horse shit. Prepare for that. That horse around. Hello. Uh, hello, who are you? Hi, Wait, I'm... the show first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello, welcome to Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast, where the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on dogs. It's always on the dogs. It's always on bad German pronunciations. And that was uh, dogs and D-A... WG, but go ahead. Yeah, no, obviously. Okay. There's no other way to spell that. Sound effect. Great job, Daniel. <laughs> uh, it's not like you and I. Fun. It's not like you and I don't burp on this show enough as it is. I don't burp. We don't burp on this show. I burp a lot on this show. Do you? I do. Oh. Well, no, you do like those silent burps, like you, uh, and you like you talking. So also, you cut out when I burp. Do I? Usually, I do it right before you're about to start recording. You'll be like, "Okay, ready." Let's start. And then I burp. Oh, yeah. That's because like I'm about to start, and then you burp really loudly. <laughs> and uh, we right. have college degrees. We have college degrees, and we have a podcast. Yeah, we're professional audiobook workers. We, too. we are professional amazing. writers. Yeah, we're professional audio people. That's true. And we begin this thing with a with a really lame dick joke. Yeah. Uh, a burping sound effect. And we're two sweaty men in a closet drinking rosé. Two sweaty men in a closet drinking rosé. Drinking a chilled rosé. Drinking a chilled rosé. In the early afternoon. In the early hours. <laughs> Gabriel Hoon, yes, what are Daniel. you? Yes, hi, I'm Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a bartender, I'm a writer, I'm an audio producer, and uh, hopefully soon I'm going to have some new projects cooking. I, may, I had a nice little breakthrough. Oh, look at you. Look at me. I was sitting at a bar on Santa Monica, and I was like, oh, that's the protagonist. Okay, nailed it. Nice. And, you know, hopefully I'll be producing something soon. Co-host, who are you? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. Audio producer, writer, editor, and an authoritarian. Authoritarian? Yes. What's that mean? That you're very authoritarian. Oh, authoritarian. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I was thinking of like the word terrarium and then author. I was like, what's No, that? we know where Daniel's mind's at. Thinking about plants. Daniel, thinking about plants. I have a terrarium. I'm very yeah. happy with how it turned out. Because Daniel and I don't really want to have a dog in this apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel's put all of his affection he puts towards cats into plants. Yep. And I have a lot of cats. I Not cats. I have a lot of plants. I also just propagated my Ming stump, uh, Azalea. Yeah, buddy. Aurelia? I think it's an Aurelia. Mm. Uh, Aurelia, and it's doing very well. Uh, I have a little plastic bag over it to create a little uh, rainforesty, humid kind of uh, temperature I saw in that. the thing. Um, hopefully, it's going to be doing very well. I also potted it in the in my old uh, uh, PF candle sandalwood and rose or sandalwood rose mm-hmm. uh, ca- uh, soy candle glass. Very so, nice, Daniel. Yeah, it looks very classy. I'm all about it. Gabriel, we're a classy bunch of dudes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. 
We're we're so class. Gabriel, I think we're so classy that we should read all the books. Okay. And the Strand 80 list. Well, Daniel, I got some great news for you. What? We're already like 10 books balls deep into the Strand 80. Are are we? Are we really? How how many Wait, have we done? I thought we I thought we chose uh, Gone with the Wind on a whim. Mm, no, believe it or not, listeners, yes. welcome to another edition of the super classy collection of the Strand Eighty. Strand Eighty. The Strand Eighty is one of the well, the Strand is one of the best bookstores in the world, located in New York City, mm. and they have a list of eighty reader favorites that they try to force on you, and that list uh got some problems. The list. I have some problems with I that. Ha- I have some issues with that list. Gabriel, let's let's just say briefly what are some of uh, our issues, starting with yours. Uh, my number one is the fact that um, Chronicles of Narnia, one book. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings, one book. And individual Harry Potters, separate books on the yeah. list. It's and like, it, 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 like, Harry Potter takes up, like, six spots. It's, it's like, like five or six or something like there? that. I feel like one of them isn't on there well, for some reason. the weird thing is that I think, like, I think five, I think some, like, five of them are on there, right? Yeah, like, wh- like one or two of them are Which makes me wonder, like, like, like wh- why did wh- you bother? Well, why not the other two as well? Just do the whole <laughs> like, thing. Save some room and make room for four more books. Yeah, instead it's, sorry, um, uh, who, who's, uh, who, I feel like there was an author who were like, how is this person not on the list? Yeah, I feel uh, like we were just talking like, about it. There's a bunch. It's like, sorry, Dude, Sorry, you got to make Dennis more Lane. room for for Harry Potter four as an individual. Uh, yeah, there's some uh, other classic literature that aren't on there because some kind of janky ruling system. Or no, seriously, if any of you know, or if any of you work at the Strand, or know someone who works at the Strand who wants to come on the show and talk about this, we want to know. We demand answers. We demand answers. The water is turning. The government's turning the frogs gay, and I want to know why. Yes, the frogs are t- are gay now. The frogs are gay. And the government and Obama's been doing it. And I'm a pro wrestler. Abomination. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, it's yeah. It's really hot in here. It is really hot in here. It's only gonna get hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a hundred degrees outside, and we're in a walk-in closet. That's very true. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. I kind of I don't want to get into this right now, but um. Uh-oh. No, no, that's, Here we go. that's a bit too much of a big... Time for Daniel's hot topic it's, corner. It's, it's too much of a big subject. We should really get right to the book. Uh-oh. Um, Gabriel. Was the topic immigration? Yeah, it was immigration. I knew it. It was immigration and whatnot and what's hey. going on in uh, Baltimore right now, which is mm. very, very heated. What is going on in Baltimore right uh, now? Oof, let's not go there. Okay. Um, Gabriel, uh, we have a book to talk about. Did John about. Waters die? No. Okay. Better. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's dark on two levels. Yes. Um, we two, have a book to talk about. Levels, yeah. No, we have a book to talk about, Gabriel. Right now, I keep feeling, I keep forgetting that this is actually from the Strand. It uh, is the Strand eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, we rolled it, and here it is, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. The book we're talking about today, which uh-huh. is in the title, so there's yeah. no point in dramatically reading it like I'm about to do. Uh oh. The book. Okay. We're reading. Uh-huh. This episode. Yarp. The unbearable what? lightness <gasps> of being totes. Bye. Not to be confused with Portia de Rossi's autobiography, Unbearable, unbearable lightness. lightness. Jinx. Uh, by Milan Kundera. 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 Made him sound, was he Czech? He's Czech. Czech. This is a Czech book yeah. written in the Czech language. And it's going to say some bad Czechs right your way. Off. Yeah. He said it was like the Czech book. <laughs> Keep that, it balanced. That's what they call him. They call him the Czech book, but he's just yeah. fucking printing money at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I mean, Milan, the Czech book. Kundera. <laughs> Welcome your 2019 literature superstars. He's still alive, you know? Yeah. He's also, 90 years old. This book isn't as old as I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, first off, 90. He's not, he ain't young, but he's, but he's still around. He's I think up he, there. Didn't he just have like a novel come out recently? I don't think so. I, I mean, think he's so. still publishing. Yeah, well, how about this, Gabriel? Uh, you did a little bit of research on the Sure dude, did, dude. Track. Gabriel, 
favor? Can you do us a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit? Milan, the checkbook. Mm-hmm. Gundara. Checkbook! Okay. So, Daniel, a little bit of information about Milan Kundera. Nah. He was born in April 1st, 1929. That's fucking Krayshawn. That guy who's been around before cars. 1929, yeah. Well, not, that's not true, but the widespread proliferation of cars. Not, not to interrupt you, but again, just think about how old some of my favorite writers are. Uh, McCarthy, born in 33. Mm-hmm. Um, 28 was the was when my grand my white grandfather was born. What's a wife? I'm like what? My wife grandfather. My wife grandfather. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Joyce Carol is also up there. I forget exactly what her year is, but yeah, we're gonna have a bad year for literature coming soon. Anyway, he was born in Czechoslovakia, which is now the Czech Republic. Keep that in mind. Two different things. Um, so huh. as you can tell from the book, there's a lot of interesting communist leanings and non-leanings in here. What are you talking about? Clearly, I did not get that from the book. Well, a huge central part of the book is the whole um, the Prague Spring when Alexander Dubček um, wanted to really start reforming um, uh, Czech, like Czech society as being more of like an open, imagine like uh, like like Glasnost, Perestroika kind of thing, opening it up to more uh, freedom of press, just general more freedom, also being a communist state. Mm-hmm. Now, guess who didn't like none of that shit? The West. No, they were chills about that, actually. But really? That's kind of funny. Weirdly enough. Um, the problem was, it was the Eastern Bloc and the Soviet Union, and all of the Warsaw Pact were like, no, we don't want this at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, Prague was occupied, all of Czechoslovakia was occupied, by um, Soviet troops. Yeah, which is in the book. I mean, technically I knew this, but like just following on your question, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the West didn't like that, of course. I'm but... sure they weren't happy about it either, but it was yeah. more that like... um. Because they were Czechoslovakia was supposed to be part of the Eastern Bloc, and what they didn't like about that was that um, uh, the Prague Spring was trying to decentralize um, government power, and that's that weird kind of double thing that in communism, the government still has total power; it's just supposed to like even it out. So surrendering power of the government back to the people is a not a okay in the Warsaw Pact, at least uh, back then anyway. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, this is what I remember from AP Euro. Yeah, was, um, yeah, the Warsaw Pact was all about the counter to war to uh, NATO. Any hoozles. Um, Kundera, you know, he was um he was a student and a writer in Czech Republic. He studied literature, mm-hmm. aesthetics, and also film. It was kind of a cool thing. He became okay. a lecturer on um literature, eventually world literature, eventually. And in around uh, 1975, he dipped out of Czechoslovakia because he'd been blacklisted in, Ch- in Czechoslovakia for his anti-party and anti-government kind of leanings. Mm-hmm. And he became a French citizen, where he published almost all of his work at this point. He's mm-hmm. more of a French writer than he is a Czech writer. Yeah, you said he left in what 75? 75. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I- I'm sure you're gonna get to this, but yeah, this book published in 84. 1984. Yeah. And the original title in the Czech language is Nesnesetelna Lekost Bitti. Like music to my ears. I know. Hey, man, the Czech language. Love it. <laughs> um, yep, takes place in the late 1960s and early 1970s. And the title alone and the whole thing is a challenge to Friedrich Nietzsche's concept of eternal recurrence. Yes. The eternal recurrence, which basically says that... Uh, no matter what, there'll always be a new Terminator movie. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Uh, it, if you want a definition, just watch all five Terminator movies. Isn't there more? I don't know. Well, there's like a sixth one coming out. And Mackenzie Davis doing a thing. Mackenzie, they're really trying to like talk up like the 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 actresses involved in it, because I think everyone at this point is just like, let's stop doing Terminator remakes. Yeah. It's like this is like the third or fourth try. You, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so this is a, a show about Terminator. Mm-hmm. No, eternal uh, eternal recurrence. Yes. Right. Which the is idea ba- that um existence will always repeat. Yeah. It, it, it's like yeah. 
yeah, basically just that. And uh, yeah, in this, it's all about challenging that because essentially saying that um, what each of us, like things don't repeat for us. Mm -hmm. uh, so which basically uh, gives people uh, a lightness of being that like like our lives, which only happen once and such mm -hmm. to us, which basically kind of takes away the weight of kind of like this, like this recurring cycles and everything. The way I've always looked at it, I, I, it. I read this book for the first time when I was like 19 years old, which is exactly the time you're like getting into, as Paul F. Tompkins put it, getting into Bukowski and blues music <laughs> when you're that like pretentious teenager. But then um, the way I've always looked at it is that um, in scientific experiments, there's always a control group and a sample group. You don't know if any, you can't measure anything. You can't measure like the weight, the challenge, the time, the effects of any experiment if there's no control group. Mm -hmm. And because life has no control group, um, our lives are ultimately meaningless is the wrong way to put it, but our actions are very light. We're unburdened and we're not heavy down with um, right or wrong. Yeah, unburdened is the right way to say it. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel William. You've read this book before. You know, you know it much better than I ever will. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell us what the unbearable lightness of being Milan um, yeah. Mulan. Mulan Rouge. Yeah. Yeah, Trump. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I eat Trump. Yeah, Trump. Mulan. Yeah, Trump. You go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> the unbearable lightness of being, as I described it to you when we rolled and we rolled the dice and we got this book, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a philosophical exercise combined with the internal and external lives of four people in the Czech Republic. Hmm. And also they travel around the world as well. It is about Tomas, a... Um, adulterizing um, surgeon, a womanizer, his wife, Teresa, who is like a fragile is the wrong word, but she's a very sensitive photographer who is kind of trapped in this life with him. Um, about Sabina, yeah. a free spirited and uh, free spirited artist who loves betrayal and Franz, a kind of strong willed, naive, innocent. Mm -hmm. And it's about um, their decisions, their internal lives, um, how they um, perceive love and language. And it's a book that I, I love uh, rereading it now. Thank God for me it held up. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, I want to add to your character descriptions. Uh, Tomas, also the dog. Tomas, the main character. Uh, the, the dog, Karenin. Karenin. Karenin, named after the character from Anna Karenina. Yeah. Uh, describe that because I also don't really know Anna Karenina. Oh, Karenin is um, Anna Karenina's um, husband. He is the guy who gets cooked. Cooked, boy. He's a very interesting character, Karenin. He's actually one of my favorites. Played by Jude Law, of all people. Clearly. Shuff, a, like like, like yeah. boring old Karenin. Played by Jude Law. Who wants to fuck Jude Law? Come yeah, on, gross. It is like it is the dumbest kind of like Hollywood type like like casting. Yeah, you know it's. I, I hate almost all the casting in that except for uh, um, Donald Gleason as uh, Levin and uh, what's her uh, the one you like um, Ex Machina. Oh, uh, Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander's Kitty. She, that's great casting. I'm sure that this is also the uh, the the director of this was also the dummy who cast uh, Keira Knightley as what's her face in Pride and Prejudice as Elizabeth Bennet, yeah. which is critical miscasting. Yeah, no. Anyone who like my apologies to uh, dear friends uh, Whitney and Addison. Uh, preferring the 2005 Pride and Prejudice is absurd. <laughs> it's it's truly absurd. I've never seen it, but I'm hoping at some point we do get to read it soon for the Strand 80 because it's on the list. You know, I'm I'm gonna make you once we're done watching Barry, uh -huh. once we're done watching uh, uh what's it called um, Little Drummer Girl, all, those pornos. Oh, okay. all the things we're watching, are you we're gonna watch the BBC Pride and Prejudice because it's amazing. Also, holy shit, are we watching Little Drummer Girl soon? 
I, I, there's no reason why I haven't done it yet. Fuck yeah! Can't wait. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, Karen and the dog, jokes. who's actually a girl. Yes. Uh, Karen and the dog, who's a girl. Gabriel, how do you describe how what the dog... Oh, no. Before I get into like the dog, I have a question oh, about I. the dog. The dog, who is uh, the, the poster boy for the book... Kind of want to get the tattoo. Gotta um, admit, yeah, it's makes actually me, it makes me a basic bitch, but I want to do it. I do, I do really like the uh, the new cover. I want to get on this. my dick. It's just like this very, very sketchy kind of illustration of like the dog. Reminds me of like a Vonnegut illustrations. It looked, yeah, it actually, it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same author <laughs> uh, or the same uh, illustrator? illustrator. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, uh, but before we get in there, and yeah, uh, um, uh, oh my god, I'm what really... if Kurt Vonnegut drew that? Oh my god. Confluence. Maybe he did. Yeah. Confluence. Gabriel, what? What's the? I'm sorry. Phil Hartman and Poco. I'm blanking out on the the main uh, lady character. Main Teresa. Character, Teresa. Um. Yeah. You described her as being kind of like. Yeah. She's very, very demure. She's very. She's like unsure of herself. She's picture Juliette Binoche in the '80s. Yeah. I guess so. Who plays her in the movie? She plays her in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's stacked fine. cast, by the way. Yeah. Um. I mean, we should get to that later, I guess. Yeah, I'll get to that later. Uh, also, we'll we'll talk about your audiobook experience with this. Yes, as well. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah. So let's talk about this because you have a very, very deep history of this book. I, I really do. I remember you talking. I remember you every time that you would see the uh, uh this book in a bookstore for the past like I don't know how many years since I've known you mm-hmm. with Daniel Day Lewis like crawling over a, a woman on the cover. Yeah. Was that it's, right? Uh, it's Lena Olin's face with the bowler hat on top of it and on th- on the bowler hat is uh is Daniel D. Lewis and Juliette Binoche. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. I remember it differently. Yeah, it's a movie poster. I- I'm curious, but all right. Uh yeah, yeah, you would just be like, I love this book. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever, Gabriel. Fuck you, dude. I'm gonna try and read read, read, read Blood Meridian. <laughs> I'm gonna try and read another Shakespeare story. Did you succeed? Uh, I always, I never finish them. They're not meant to be read, okay? They're, they're meant to be spoken aloud. They're, to, they're, meant, to. they're performed, all right? Mm-hmm. Dude, do you want to do an entire podcast where it's just you and me performing every single Shakespeare play? Yes. I think that'd be funny. That would be awesome. That'd be a great time. I would love to do that. Let's do it. Okay. And right we'll now. Get, and we'll get special guests <laughs> to come in and do shit. voices. We're going to get Jason Sean Schwartz. Hayes. We're calling you out. Sean Hayes. Jason Schwartzman. Ow. Yeah, I would love, hey, man. Uh, Orlando Jason Bloom? Schwartzman said he'd see me later, so... <laughs> I, I served him once at the Virgin Mega Store, and he was the sweetest human being ever. He was G- awesome. Gabriel, I've I've been like flustered at the thought of him every time. <laughs> Gabriel got all super like giddy and everything. I did. I got to jump around afterwards. <laughs> I love that dude. He's one of my favorite uh, actors of all time. That's adorable. I was thinking mm-hmm. about Jason Schwartzman recently, about but over Jason Schwartz. Gabriel, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're you have a deep history of this. As far as I know, that you've been always very psyched every time you just see this book in the bookstore. I am. And this is a very obviously like this is a very popular book as well uh gabriel it's still in publication how tell us how you feel about revisiting this book that you used to love mm-hmm. uh reading it like 10 plus years later i'm assuming yeah oh uh, boy i remember so much more of this than i thought i did yeah. like uh, i remember like my one of my favorite parts is the uh once it transitions away the first time from thomas and Teresa, um it goes to um franz and sabina and it has the dictionary of misunderstood words. Yes. And I think the best thing about this for me now, especially, is this was mind blowing when I was nineteen. When these are like these books that, like, all the things I was feeling and didn't understand about being in love and, like, moving forward from my like my early understanding, my my pretentious teen boy understanding of existentialism coming into <laughs> a genuine love of philosophy. Like this book was amazing. I was in like a complicated relationship at the time and she also loved this book. So we would just talk for hours about it. It was just like, I have a lot of sentimental love for this book. 
And coming back to it now, there's still so much to it that rings even truer now that I'm an older, wiser guy who's been in many more dark places and different relationships. Mm-hmm. It holds up. It holds up totally well. Yeah. I like it even more now, actually, weirdly enough. I, I don't right. have the intoxication of, like, you know how, like, when you're certain people, when you're, like, 17, you discover, like, Keats, and you just want to walk around fields reading poetry aloud? Mm-hmm. This was this for me. Okay. Daniel, yes. you've never read this book. You've uh-huh. openly mocked it in front of me whenever I pointed at it. And it has, you... it has the most, like, literary, like, like highfalutin kind of title you could I possibly I completely imagine. agree. <laughs> and I think that part of what I'm so like, grateful now is that I still don't think this is very pretentious. It's still very, it's very based in the body. It's still very human. And I never, speaking of a bit coming up soon, I never <laughs> roll my eyes at this book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like someone who is, like, he breaks the fourth wall every now and again. And I really, like, I, I never stop and go, whatever, Milan. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to really pin down the style of this book. Mm-hmm. It is a very stylized book. What else would you compare it to? I can't even consider it. I don't know. Oddly enough, like, I mean, maybe just because of the, we were talking about this in, like, the cover and Vonnegut. whatnot. It's like yeah, like a von like a a, a vonnegut a little bit, mm-hmm. somewhat. Just because yeah. it's like there's, it there's no there's no illusion that this is someone telling you a story because of him just kind of carelessly, not breaking he, the fourth he wall, even admits but just these are people he made up. Yeah, which is kind of a str- crazy thing he does in it. It is a very very strange thing to do, and that's very vonnegut esque. Yeah. It's like someone explaining their experiment to you, and you are completely invested in it. It's like someone playing music and then stopping and just describing that. Like, by the way, I took this from so and so. It's and like, like song exploder <laughs> in book form. Um, and that's 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 interesting as well. But it's but then again, like the content is nothing like Vonnegut. Yeah. Um, it's not, like not even remotely in the same emotional sphere. Yeah. No, I I liked it. I I did. Uh, I would have been very surprised if you really liked it. Yeah. I would be like. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, you, it would be, it would be, it would be like you liking Blade Runner, the first Blade Runner movie, yeah. which I'm just like, you do. I love Blade Runner. I, I don't get it. Rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. Oh, R.A.P. Rutger Hauer, recently mm-hmm. dead, and uh, rest in peace. Uh, what's her face? The voice um, of Mercy Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. We we reference Martin a lot on this show. Yeah, he was like, teacher, yeah. can we have more homework? <laughs> can we have more homework? <laughs> I love him uh, so much. I wish I had Go more on. Martin lines memorized. Yeah. yeah. My water dish is empty. That's what I, was, I was actually thinking about the same exact thing mm-hmm. where he's bu- where he's rolling like the thing across like this cage. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> weird like one of my earliest like memories of culture is I watched live that episode about the pool and he sings Summer Winds. Yeah. Like really tiny formative memory. <laughs> anyway. No, I'm sorry. I'm anyway. About uh, anyway. No, yeah. No, like, I like it enough. Um, Like, honestly, like, yeah, being, being, I, I've described this about me and you, Gabriel, is that me and you are pretentious people, but we're kind of like different kinds of pretentious. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, like, I would be like, no, I do see this as a bit pretentious. I mean, any, any book that begins with Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. You know, which this book literally begins like yeah. that is that like it's like I can't imagine something that like I that, something like that when I read something like this I just go ah boy right. yeah it, it invites the eye roll it, it it does especially from like an immature like American in the 21st century you know mm-hmm. um but yeah but that's a I, I liked it I liked it quite a bit I wish I read it yeah you were listening to the audiobook instead of listening to the audiobook which, which, in my mind yeah. when you told me that I'm like I don't think that's the best way to absorb this book yeah it, it's it's not dense but the ideas 
aren't meant to be read once or twice over again. The the su- the subject matter, and because it is... It's a little bit repetitive as well. It, re- it, re- um, it goes back to the same event in different perspectives. Yeah. And having a an older dude kind of drone on about it, I'm not really sure that's kind of it, what I want from it. Yeah, no, and I was kind of... I was really caught off guard. And don't get me wrong, it is the style... It is my experiment that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll actually play a little bit in the moment. I'm my creation! I'm waiting for it to load. Um, is it me? All right, here we go. Let me just play it like a little bit because on fuck off. God. You should audio capture it and bring it into the file so the audio quality is good enough for the listeners to hear. Yeah, they'll hear us. Oh boy. They'll fucking hear it. I'm going to turn the volume all the way up. Okay. Plus the audio quality is very good, so don't worry about it. Myths in which it occurred. It was apparently with this in mind that he picked up a translation of Sophocles' Oedipus. I'm falling asleep. The story of Oedipus. Yeah. This well, is a book you can weirdly enough read quickly. For me, anyway, no. this is this one. I can I can hurry through this book. I, I shocked myself at how fast I got through it. Yeah, uh, I gotta be honest. Like I I I feel like that is the case. Whereas I feel like listening to this guy, and for a while I was like, oh, this guy's a good reader. I'm sure he is. And then like I feel that he is 100% wrong because I feel that it, it's one of those things, and it's hard to kind of it's hard to kind of take apart. And maybe I don't have the language to do this, but like sometimes when you read something that 100% is like absolutely excellent, like through like that kind of medium and whatnot, that like it requires your mind to kind of like mull over like the language a little bit. You yeah. have to hear it in your own inner voice. Mm-hmm. Whereas like something like this, something like this that's entirely about like sex philosophy and then now and then like political in political intrigue and like, you know, cult and like the times and whatnot. For sure. That like hearing th- this this old fuck yeah. be like and then he took down her panties <laughs> and it's like, like, like oh on, man <laughs> it's like oh i made it i made a mistake mm-hmm. so that's that's my fault so daniel <laughs> let's play one of our very favorite brand new games yeah who would you have read this audiobook i don't someone less give me like, some give me some candidates he's he's because like the way the guy does it he sounds like he would be great to read like old classic literature yeah like have him read like an Elmore Leonard book this is like a little too postmodern yeah like, I gotta be honest like I tell you what I do love about this these incredibly like like chapters are very short they're almost like fragments yeah a little bit so they're like like thoughts and this bullet points of like beat by beat like emotional kind of yeah. shifts it, it, it is like like there'll be like a single kind of like abstract thought and the kind of like an interpretation of something like describing a toilets and how like yeah uh, the it's like what we describe it like toilet is it's like something like um it's like a layer of like engineer, water lilies yeah. or something engineers create to- um, modern homes create toilets to look like a white lily coming out of the ground yeah to to in order to figure in order to forget the venice of shit underneath our towns which is probably my favorite like chapter it's very short yeah and when it does Teresa's says um cheating on uh, she tries to Exit her body by cheating on yeah. Thomas with uh with Stellan Skarsgård because uh, <laughs> the engineer <laughs> St- of course Stellan Skarsgård's in this of course he fucking is um but uh yeah no she like in she's a character who of course is trying to get over the fact that she kind of views her like bodily functions as like mm-hmm. this kind of like gross thing yeah filled with shame because of her upbringing which is very different from like someone who has a lot of weight mm-hmm. around her physical self against someone her husband who we didn't mention this um in the beginning it's very clear that it's that a large part of like our kind of how we view the story is that he views that sex and love are very different. Yeah. That like he can love what's her face? Teresa. Teresa. Uh, he can love Teresa, but fuck around. And yeah. that's complete. He's like, he's like, listen, I love you, but I'm going to fuck all these hoes. Yeah, the book <laughs> emphasizes that 
our perspectives of love are very different, and there's no there's no judgment on it that we dwell in the heads of each of these characters very thoroughly. And again, that's why I love the whole Sabina Franz thing. It really breaks down bit by bit, yeah. like their perspective on a different moment on what is strength. And I love the uh, this is not to jump ahead to my I'll, I'll save it for my what's it called for my uh my oh, hazy memory. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, there's some like weirdly like kind of Garcia Marquez. Like I'm reminded of like my melancholy horrors and yeah. such. I'm about that where it's just like you have melancholy horrors for the listener's sake. Um, it's a very, it's like the last uh, Garcia Marquez novel, which is all about how like a 90 year old man. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like a nine year old man is going to celebrate his, his birthday by going to his favorite like madame and say, give me a like 13 year old virgin virgin or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. And it's like that kind of adventure of just like, it, it is like this like brash, stupidly yeah. like non damning, like yeah. non condemning view of a mind. Daniel, answer my question. Yes. Who do you want to? Who do you want to hear read this? Oh man, because no, I got like three answers. I feel like it needed to be someone with less lilt in his voice. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason, I don't know. Like it no, needs to I, be. He would. I think he would do actually a fine job, but he's not who I'd want. It needs to be more straight. Because mm -hmm. like because again like the weird kind of style where like I, in my head I kind of read. I love the way this book looks on the page like the typography definitely yeah. lends it definitely lends to the style yeah whereas like the audiobook doesn't give that yeah um and like i, I imagine this needs to be more like very very low-key just to give you the information so that you kind of develop your own kind of emotional sure. kind of reaction in the head do you want to hear mine who, who, who do you have in mind okay Oops. um my mindset of this again being something i've loved for a long time that i'd like to hear it the people who come to mind are actors who have displayed an amount of sexual frankness that I find kind of pervades who they are. Mm -hmm. So I would want it to be like like Dustin Hoffman or uh, um, Emma Thompson. She's the only one who hasn't done too much sexy shit. But maybe like someone younger. Maybe I'm a Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think she'd do a great job with that. Right. There's something like in her like fleabag kind of performance where she would do something like sharp but also thoughtful and like open I, I would rather have like maybe a like thinking of like secretary you have like either like maggie gyllenhaal reads all of anna karenina you got maggie gyllenhaal or james spader mm -hmm. these people who are known for sensual performances behind a wall yeah that's no that's an interesting way to put it like because uh, even like right off the bat i was thinking like dustin hoffman is like dustin hoffman would also make this a little more fun yeah i think so there's, Whereas, there's, a, there's a sense of joy in this book there's a sense of like you can kind of like of warmth, of compassion. It's a compassionate reading. Curious, curious examination of sexuality. Yeah. That like needs to kind of lend itself to be like this can also this is also kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, There's a sense of silliness that, to it that needed to be there, it, and I didn't have that in my performance. <laughs> uh -huh. um, Daniel, did I? Did I, here, let me ask you. Um, did you ever see the movie Closer? Yes. Um, I feel like that movie took a lot. I mean, originally it was a play. Mm -hmm. I think it took a, took takes a lot from this book. Especially yeah. the whole thing of whole like um like being with once being, hanging out with your if your lover's mistress and taking photos together. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. Uh, Except, you know, a, a I bunch. think I think closer. I saw closer like obviously like a while ago. It came out a while ago. Um, and I feel for, like my approximation to that has dipped, but it's been a very long time since I've seen it. it it's yeah, it is one of those things where like you, yeah, one hundred percent it can it totally lends itself to being a 
play and yeah. like as a movie it very much is like a play as a movie mm-hmm. um but yeah no for people out there it's closer it's like a 2004-ish movie yeah um mike nichols did it didn't he i think it's mike nichols i think it was mike nichols directed it director yeah. of like graduate and a bunch of other horseshit yeah a bunch of bullshit uh directed by who's afraid of virginia wolf d- directed a play i saw that starred uh morgan freeman and uh francis mcdormand hey that's how you gotta start that was so boring oh no <laughs> I, really? I, I i was amazed at how much i didn't like it wow uh it was it was a very very it was just not engaging mm. for me at least and don't remember i was young at the time like teens sure but like still like i couldn't tell i couldn't tell you what that was about okay at some point it was about actors sure there was one good scene okay where morgan freeman is trying for a role and like the more he gets into like the role because he starts out kind of weak and he gets more and more into an aggressive and like the director's trying to stop him and he's like all right that's enough and morgan freeman was like no you shut up now listen to me and like he keeps going like that was like the one really joyful moment of the whole thing. But okay. Anyway, cool. So let's review that. Anyway, I don't even know its name. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm up. Yes. You're talking about the audiobook and how. Yeah. No. It's oh man. Because like audio. So would you, would you want to try to read this again? Yeah. No. I would actually love to. Maybe like not necessarily right away. Yeah. Maybe down the line we can pick this up again. Just yeah. because if I, I would... found like an awesome gritty old like first edition paperback of it, you'd be like mine. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, like the old with like the shitty movie cover on it. Uh, hopefully I, there has to be some like I'm gonna look this up I love looking up um alternate as you, you'll see on my Instagram I love posting alternate old co- paperback covers of books nah. so this has to have a few I, I would love to see all the different I think the uh, I, 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 I looked this on Wikipedia but like the original cover is very very plain mm. it was just like the title yeah yeah that's it um should we take a break, Daniel? I, I, I tell you what, I think we're going along. Let's let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we have a game. Hey! And I have this. Actually, before we do a game, I have this very joyful thing that I think you're going to appreciate. Can't very much, wait. Gabriel. So let's go on break. Okay. First game. Then we come back. We're going to do final thoughts after that and hazy memories and talk about what we're going to do next. We'll roll dice. Roll the break. Oh, it's so hot. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Dear listener readers. I'm still Gabriel. Two. To Daniel takes it all. America's the best whole time you're doing podcast. that, I was trying to find a way. Mega to Man, X, were you thinking about Mega Man? No. I thought, for me, I sounded like Mega Man, like the when you uh, Mega Man X when you hold like the charge. No. Up. Yeah. Sounds like Mega Man. It's like Daniel. Daniel. Like it's my WWE. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Daniel promo. Daniel. Gonzalez. Yeah. I love wrestling promos. We just saw Fighting With My Family. We're going to talk about it right now. Starring- I, I really am let down that we didn't have a moment. Cause you know Pew could do it. I wanted her to deliver a yeah. verbal smackdown. Which is- That's the one thing I feel deprived of in that whole movie. It, it felt like it was built. All right. This is now- we're now talking about this. Uh, I, I yeah. Very briefly. Everything seemed to be leading towards the fact that like she kind of choked early on when we see her in front of people that she didn't she didn't know how to kind of like do like the like yeah. that smack talk or whatever. And then you kind of the see, promo. and you see her kind of learn to do it when she's doing like with Vince uh, Gilligan. Vince Gilligan, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, And and then like you're expecting at the end, it's like, oh, she's gonna fucking kill it. And like that was and perfect. it doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. So uh, honestly, you know, for for years, Daniel, believe it or not, I've been working on a spec script about a woman wrestler, and it bummed me out because Glow came out and this came out. I'm like, you know what? I think there's room for mine still. Just and it's going to be all about a woman who is very, very good at trash talk, who learns to become a really great wrestling formal guy. Lady. That's good. Anyway. Or a guy as an agender. That's true. Actually, yeah. fair enough. 
Gabriel. Yes, Daniel Williams. It's time for us to play a game. All right. And Gabriel, so we're going to play Patterson's Custer's the Woods. Patterson Custer's the Woods. Patterson Custer's Patterson Custer's Patterson Custer's the Woods. Hey, I think that's 99 bottles of beer. So I can learn to play 99 bottles of beer. Gabriel. It is Patterson Custer of the Woods. Okay. Ladies night. All right, fine. <laughs> Gabriel. Uh-huh. I have four. Yeah, four. Four ladies who I've okay. picked specifically just for this game. Can I guess who they are first? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we do this, um, Gabriel, uh, there'll be a surprise every single time unless you manage to get them right. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the, the name of the game is that I'm going to read you the description of a plot of one of, one of their novels, and you're going to guess what the actual title is. Okay, is it is it romance or is it mystery? It is a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is J.D. Robb one of them? No. Okay. Who else? Neither is J.D. Robb's actual uh, 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 original name. What's that? J.D. Robb. She, J.D. Robb is the pseudonym for Nora Roberts. Really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, That's my next guess. Um. She, yeah. And it's kind of amazing because between each of them, they have like a thousand fucking books. Yeah, boy. It is ridiculous. All right, go on. I'm not going to get this. Okay. Cool. Because I will surprise you every single time. All right, fun. And holy shit, I didn't actually write this person's name down. Mm. That would have been a mistake. So, Gabriel. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to read you. The synopsis from Amazon cool. for each of these novels, and you're going to tell me what the... I'm going to give you three to four options. Sure. Whoops. Three to four options, and you're going to guess which is the actual title. Okay. All right. So, Gabriel. So, are these all real titles, or are you making up the titles? No, the, the three of them are made up. The fourth is going to be a real one. Okay. Um, I was thinking about that, because I'm going to have silly titles. All right, Gabriel, this first one is for... Kathy Reeks. Hey, this is Kathy Reeks. Did we tell you about that? Where like is it Reeks? I, I learned this where um especially uh like like uh the the name for me it's Reich you know as in like the third Reich and yeah. the actual last name um mm-hmm. where like that is how it is but supposedly there actually is an awful like you know connotation with like the third sure, Reich understandable and, such. and supposedly since a lot of also Jews had the name Reich that they actually pronounce it differently they pronounce it Reek. Sure. What about what about Ruth Reichel? Ruth Reichel, yeah. For again, uh, to be Is honest, I've always kind of assumed it was Ruth Reichel, but to be honest, it could be Reichel. Hmm. Yeah. Wild. So Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Are you ready mm-hmm. for your first challenge? I am. All right. I am Richard. A woman calling herself Amy Roberts checks oh. into a Montreal hospital. So you Montreal. Know so you know it's boring. <laughs> complaining, complaining of uncontrolled bleeding. Breathing bleeding. Doctors see evidence of a recent birth, but before they connect, Roberts disappears. This is called Eastern Promises. Dispatched. Well, uh, um, uh, oh man, what's her name? She was named after the actress who did the voiceover. Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana. Tatiana just died. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't disappear. She, she fucking died. Dead. Good, great movie. Let's talk about that more. Tatiana Maslany. Let's have an entire SR episode on Eastern Promises. Yeah, let's watch Orphan Black. Anyway. Dr. C. Evans, all right. Uh, dispatched to the address she gave at the hospital, police discover bloody towels outside in a dumpster. Not towels. Why is dumpster capitalized? Dumpster. <laughs> I, co- I copied this directly from the thing. George right. Saunders. Uh, fearing the worst, they call Temperance Brennan mm. to investigate. Yeah. In a rundown apartment, Temp 
which I'm assuming how it's Tempe, Tempe, Temp, Tempe. I'm gonna call it Temp. I could temp, be wrong. Temp Brennan. Uh, Color bones. Temp may makes a ghastly discovery: the decomposing bodies of three infants. Oh no! According to the landlord, I need to hurry up. I'm like halfway through. Yeah, I'm like Jesus according, Christ. According to the landlord, a woman named Alma Rogers lives there. Then a man shows up looking for Alva Rodriguez. Our Amy, uh, our Amy Roberts, not Amy Adams. Is there an AR thing going on Alma here? Rogers and Alva Rodriguez, the same person. Did she kill her own babies? Where is she now? Heading up their investigation is Temp's old flame, homicide detective David and Boreanis. Andrew Ryan, a.k.a. Captain, two first names. Sure. Uh, his counterpart from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police is Sergeant Ali Hasty. I like how the, uh, the, the male romantic lead has, like, such a dumb name like like andrew ryan yeah unless the idea is that like he is kind of like a dunderheaded just like blunt guy it's me andrew ryan because think about andrew ryan and the next name ollie hasty hmm? uh who happens to have a little history with temp himself oh my she regrets this unlikely trio follows the woman's trail not white first to edmonton and then to Yellowknife, a remote diamond mining so city long. deep in the northwest territories read them faster what they find in Yellowknife is more sinister than they could have ever imagined Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Which of the four are the title? Big old bones. A, a bone to pick. Okay. B, bones are forever. Oh, I hope not. C, innocent bones. Okay, that's not one. Or D, sacrificial bones. Okay, let's see. I'm going to, because I've, I've played this game with you. I'm the one who brought Kathy Reichs in the first place. Um, because we use her in Bosch Cross Bones. Bosch Cross Bones. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's wrong, wrong. It's Hot Cross Buns. Yeah, it's in Hot Cross Buns. Oh. Bosch Cross Buns. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it is Sacrificial Bones. D, Sacrificial Bones. Is yes. that your final answer? You got your sound effect machine ready? Oh, fuck. Yeah, Here, I got mine. Second. Gabriel, Gabriel, fucking stretch it out. Stretch okay. It out. Um, I've always wanted to, like, you know, I love these kind of long mystery things. I kind of, I really, I've been holding back for months on finally getting a copy of um, the first Sue Grafton book. I have a feeling I'm going to like it. You probably will. Uh, I like page turners. We can talk about this later. Uh, not I like non-dumb page turners. Through, throughout this, where it's like, it's not even just dumb, just like a good one. Yeah. I, I would almost argue that, uh, that what do you call it was actually something of a, uh, of a page turner. I read uh, Dark Places. Yeah, no, totally. Gilly Flynn writes books to sell books. All right. Gabriel. She could have written like a grand breakdown of the American dream, but she wanted to write a... Well, she does have Gone Girl. Yeah. Gabriel. Oh, what a great writer. Yeah. D, Sacrificial Bones. Is that yes. your final answer? All mm-hmm. right. You're wrong. Damn it. Uh, the correct answer was Bones Are Forever. Really? Yes. That's a dumb fucking it title. It really is. Kathy. I mean, say me well about They're not. Kathy They're mathematically not. It's just I don't know. It's anyway. It's about next the, week. I'm, <laughs> next week when we have Doctor Philip Porta on the show, I'm gonna ask him. Our bones, are bones forever. forever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they are, I guess. Like like Lucy and shit. Okay, Gabriel. Yeah. Moving on. The next one is from Patricia Cornwell. Okay. Very interesting woman. I was reading about her. I'm. She seems like yeah. She's yeah. Very interesting. All right. Profiles yeah. encourage. Anyway. On the eve of a top secret space mission. 
Cap- really? Captain Callie Chase detects a tripped alarm in the tunnels below a NASA That's research That's a good center. name for a protagonist. A NASA, yeah, I totally agree. A NASA pilot, quantum physicist, and cybercrime investigator. 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 Great investigator. Decator. She's like mm-hmm. an, a, a, an alligator, but also like an investigator. <laughs> also from Decatur. Callie the, the crocodile mm-hmm. knows that a looming blizzard crocodile in lace. government shutdown could provide the perfect cover for sabotage with deadly consequences. As it turns out, the danger is worse than she thought. Oh, no. A spatter of dried blood, Callie. a missing security a security badge, a suspicious suicide. Callie, look out. He's a Cylon. A series of disturbing clues point to Callie's twin sister. Save your baby, Callie. Carm? It's like what? Carmen, but without the N. Carm. Carm or Karma? Ca- I'm not saying Carm. Karma. Karma sounds kind of. It's difficult. I don't know. Carme. Who's been MIA for days? Desperate to halt the countdown to disaster and to clear her sister's name, Captain Chase digs deeper into her vast cybersecurity knowledge and her painful past, probing for answers for to her uh, twin's erratic conduct. As time is running out, she realizes that failure means catastrophe. Not just for the space program, but for the safety of the whole nation. You think it's true for Calliope or Calandra? I don't know, but I totally sucked down a burp there. I know, I Ga- heard it. Gabriel. Yeah. I have three here. Yeah. That was a mistake. I have three here. Mm-hmm. Is it Eclipse? Oh. Revolutions? Oh, no. Or Quantum? I'm going to say Eclipse. Gabriel. Yes. Eclipse. Uh-huh. Final answer. It is. Is that a pig noise? Yes. You are wrong. <laughs> yeah, there is a volume on your sound effects. Yeah, I know. It's like I gotta turn it down. I was wondering. Oh, that's why I was turned down. All right. All right, I'll take that. That's a sound of you losing. Sound of you pigging out. Gabriel, the answer was quantum. These are such bad titles. <laughs> I was actually, to be honest, I felt like I misread this. For a second, I thought that she was in on the space station. If she's in the space space station the whole point in this, I'm actually really excited. I was like, I would actually love to read this. I'm curious. I'd love to read it. I hate it. these titles. Yeah. And like, just like, I don't know. Again, it's like the I'm a sucker for female protagonists, which you'd figure should oh, be that fucking rare. And like, so like, like yeah. If, 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 I mean, again, not fair. Raphael Bob Oxford is one of the best writers of media, like in TV, I think in the last 10 years. If he could name his book, someday someone will love you in all your damaged glory. Like, you can, you can do better than quantum, Patty. <laughs> quantum. Quantum. I, I, Civil I, War land and bad. Unless time. it has something to do with quantum physics or the fact that she has a twin sister and whatever, but anyway. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Gabriel? I'm all, I'm, I'm all of Joyce. I'm all of Oates' titles. They're amazing. Oh, that's because that's because fucking she's Oates. She's a fucking that's wizard. Oates is a goddamn. She's like, a there beast. will never be another Oates after this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's going to die soon. I'm sorry. She really is. Uh, it's just, it's <laughs> it's facts. Like, I'm sorry to be so glum, but like, she said it herself. I mean, like, and. Anyway, sorry. It's a very uh, Oates thing to say. It is. It is the most. I hope she tweeted that overlooking like a stormy mountain, like she's standing on the edge of a cliff, like uh, tweeting. Better, I'll send you the tweet that I'll find the tweet that she sent out for that, where it's basically it's taking her pictures of like her old like estate, like these very like gothic kind of overgrown awesome. like weeping willows and everything like that, and her talking about how basically. Like, uh, it, even though her husband is, is, is the one who died, she's the ghost in her own house. See, that's kind of why, like, I imagine her tweeting that, like, in that Friedrich painting. Yeah. That's her just tweeting. Yeah, I like that. Go on, Daniel. Gabriel! Moving so on. I'm, I'm over too. Switching genres. Uh-oh. To romance. To romance. Gabriel, this next one is from Sylvia Day. Okay. For some reason, this is written in the first person. Oh, great. Once, I would never have imagined myself here. But I'm settled now, in a place I love, in a home I renovated, spending time with new friends I adore, and working a job that fulfills me. 
There's a in in romance novels. You know, I read a bunch of them. A lot of it. <laughs> no, a lot of it begins with a the the female protagonist having built something with her own two hands. Yeah. Like like that's an instant like oh I can I like this girl because she built her lingerie store for bare hands. We can we we can talk about this later on, but it, like there's something to do with like the kind of like the like speaking to the audience who love these and whatnot like yeah. they kind of like love that kind of thing and it's funny to think that in it's romance empower- in romance movies that's never the same thing it's i'm a lowly thing and i trip everywhere and you know what? i i kind of do yeah whatever go about. on i am reco- sylvia day i am reconciling the past and laying the groundwork for the future okay then garrett frost oh. moves in next door he's obstinate and too bold a raging force of nature that disrupts the careful order of my life. I recognize the ghosts that haunt him, the torment driving him. Garrett would be risky in any form, but wounded, he is far more dangerous. I feel I, 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 I fear I'm too fragile for the storm raging inside him. Is there a werewolf in here at some point? <laughs> too delicate, you wish. Too delicate to withstand the pain that buffets him. But he's too determined and too tempting, and sometimes... Hope soars above even the iciest desolation. That's so fucking just nothing. I, I love, That's also, so bland. This is actually both this and like the Cornwall book or novels that are coming out. This one has no hardcover; it's just paperback. Interesting. Jack, I'm kind of cool with that. That's cool. I like paperbacks. Let's save some paper. Gabriel. Yeah, Daniel. Between these four, which are the title? Frost. <laughs> Seduction. Suspended in frost. <sighs> A blast of icy wind. Ugh. Butterfly in frost. Oh no. Or the frosted heart. Ugh, those are all pretty good. <laughs> They're all pretty bad. Um Cause I want it to be. I want it to be butterfly and frost. Jesus Christ! That was my elbow yeah. hitting that. It wasn't like the soft part of my fucking arm that yeah. hit that when I was reaching for my wine. <laughs> Jesus. <And so, laughs> Gabriel, I'm sorry. You, uh, butterfly in butterfly, butterfly in frost. Is <laughs> yes. that your final answer? It is. Hey, baby, you looking hot tonight? You're so, yes. right. Yeah. Uh, I gotta be no, honest. No, I don't want it to be real. I didn't. <laughs> I wanted it to be real, but I didn't want it to be real. I as opposed to suspended in frost. <laughs> yeah, none of them are better. The frosted heart. I'd be like, whatever. The frosted heart was the most forgettable. Like, I gotta be honest. I was kind of worried about. It's like I know you're gonna guess this because like. I, in a sense, don't have the creativity to just get butterfly from that yeah. kind of description. <laughs> Sylvia, come on, man. Gabriel, moving on to even better. Okay, this is the last one. Last one. All right. This I got is... one. One out of the one. One and two. One. One against two. Gabriel. Maya Banks. Okay. Kaylin McCabs. Kaylin McCabs. Young restless heart. Nearly destroyed his clan. Oh no. Now putting family loyalty above all else. He steps up to marry his older brother's jilted bride Uh-oh. and salvage the uneasy alliance between the two clans. Uh oh. Well, beautiful Riona McDonald is R- a Riona. Riona, R I O N N A. Yeah, Riona. Riona is just Riona. Yeah. With an Irish accent. Riona. I have a Riona song tattooed on my arm. Riona McDonald is a fit for any man. Galen trusts no women, especially not this sweet temptress who torments him with white hot longing. What if next week? All of our subscriptions from Ireland are gone. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I don't hope That'd be so, pretty right? amazing. Uh, as a sacrificial lamb in her father's power game, 
Oh, sorry, I read that weird. As a, as a oh, you read that part weird? As a sacrificial lamb in her father's power game, Rihanna will do her duty, but vows to protect her heart and her pride from humiliation. She's going to give a lap dance on stage while smoking a blunt. Despite everything, though, the heat in Callan's touch melts her defenses, and she craves the sensual delights of a husband who guards his emotions as fiercely as his own clan. Oh god. But when the ultimate battle for the macabre legacy is upon them. Macabre? Macabre. Like McKay, like McCabe Mrs. Miller? Like McCabe, yeah. Okay. McCabe, macabre. I feel macabre. What is this kind of cabinet? Macabre sounds like the Irish, the Scottish. Irish macabre. Can't tell the difference between the Irish and the Scottish. I'm sorry, brown person's kind of pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Legacy is upon them. Rihanna's true warrior spirit emerges. She will risk the wrath of her father, the fury of enemies. so long. In her life to prove to Kaelin that his wife's love is too precious to lose. That's why we cut these down, Daniel. Gabriel. Yes. I refuse that. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Gabriel, there's four things. All right. Are they? The treasure of the golden lamp. Hot in the highlands. Oh, no. The lamb. Okay. Never love a Highlander. Oh, boy. Or his sacrifice. I'm thinking it's either the lamb or never love a Highlander. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess never love a Highlander. Never love a Highlander. The third book in a series. Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod. Is that your final answer? It is. All right. Never love a Highlander. Okay. Gabriel. You got it! Yeah, Daniel, you have a tell. When it's the one, you really overemphasize it. I do? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so two to two! I played the man! Yeah, good job. Gabriel, never love a Highlander. Also, I want... uh, All the titles in the series involve the word Highlander. Also, to be fair, I think that might have come up in my book, bub. Maybe. Uh, Here's the thing, though. They all have the word Highlander in them, the series. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of them, it's like desire for a Highlander. It's like romance of the Highlander. But there's like a million of them. So at some point she runs out of titles. My (laughs) favorite, my my favorite, Highland Ever After. No! Available on Amazon everywhere. Come on. Now, Gabriel. Is there a tiebreaker? uh, No, actually. It's just 2-2. Oh, okay. So, Gabriel, I tell you what, maybe the next time... Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? When we return... Well, how about this? Next time when we return, you'll get to uh, achieve your... your, Domination? Your your domination or possibly your... Ruin? Loseration. Sure. Um, Gabriel, for the the meantime, I'm going to do this very quickly. We talked about this beforehand. I have another special little treat. Okay. Uh, Usually, I wait until the last part of time to talk about this, especially in terms of reviews, but Gabriel... A long time ago, we were reviewed by Johnny Nothams. Johnny Nothams! Who gave us one star and gave us the review. The The headline, as per usual, ellipses, body of the review, ellipses, these guys are idiots. And I couldn't be happier. I love it. (laughs) It is is beautiful. You stopped me from contacting him to get him on the show. Well, no, I don't want to reach out to anybody. Uh (laughs) Anybody who reviews the show. I mean... Because, like, don't be wrong. Like, I, but here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. So, like, if you click on his names, you don't see what he reviews, but you can look at all of his other reviews. Sure. And I got to be honest, they are a fucking treat. Johnny No Thumbs, everybody. Johnny No Thumbs, who is just doesn't like a lot of things. Hey, um, I think I showed you. Like, he he's a musician, <laughs> and you can find him on Bandcamp. Yeah. And, and like he like, and a lot of his reviews before have been complaining about music. He only plays like speed metal. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Gabriel? Loving Dad? 
guitarist. I just want to say, throughout July, okay, he went on a fucking murder. He's spree. been on a tear. And, like, he's been reviewing a bunch of shit. And I just want to read a few right now. Okay. So, again, what the seg- what what is the segment going to be called? The Johnny No Thumbs Takes No Prisoners? Oh, no. I thought we were calling it I Roll with Johnny No Thumbs. I Roll with Johnny No Thumbs. Mm-hmm. This is how Johnny No Thumbs rolls. Exactly. Gabriel, again, no t- I have no idea what he's reviewing, so I'm just going to read, like, the titles and the stars, right? Like, I appreciate... Guys, again, a, pr- a pre-note, we appreciate any reviews. Yeah. So come at us. We want to hear from you no matter what. Please do. If you give us three stars and have problems with us, I would love to hear it. Yeah, exactly. That said. Yes, Daniel. Gabriel, one star. I hope these are all like like really prestigious podcasts like Serial, one star, bad music. <laughs> okay, one star. Headline, well, ellipses. Oh, man. Body, Mike is a piece of shit. <laughs> What was the show? I don't know. I don't know. It, it Wait, doesn't, they don't it doesn't tell say. you what they are? No, it doesn't. See, they're all blank. Yeah. What, so, like, what it, no, does that mean? No, let me, we're just starting. All right? That, oh was, my that, God. Was, that was the shortest one. Listeners, if, like, let's make a game out of this. Send us your submissions for what show you think he's, like, describing. What is a show of a guy named Mike who's a piece of shit? The, the only hint we have <laughs> is the name Mike. Oh, my God. Gabriel, moving on. Mm-hmm. Out of five stars, two five stars. St- okay, two out of five. So, Master of Suspense. Ellipses. If you don't know what you're talking about, do some research before you run your mouths. You can't read a headline and assume you understand complex subjects. Stick to UK crimes, as you both seem baffled by other countries. And the condescending attitude towards an America, America and Americans <laughs> is in direct opposition with your clear obsession with American pop culture. Also, <laughs> Hannah is the bigger idiot. Oh my God, Johnny! <laughs> uh, for for a second, I was thinking like the amazing thing about these is that they're not poorly written, but then that happened. <laughs> yeah, they're like specific. These are very specific. Like the worst one that was written was ours. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't make sense as per usual because they're idiots. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh huh. Two out of five stars. Okay. Narration is bizarre in tone. Okay. <laughs> All of the Parcast po- podcasts. Parcast? Uh, the, maybe that's the name of the the thing. Whatever. Uh, Parcast po- podcasts seem to be narrated by people who speak as if they're recording an audiobook for children. It's really strange. So before you think he's fucking weird, he's actually kind of normal. Sure, two stars. Those, those, those are yeah, two stars. Hey, moving on. Two out of five stars. Shut up in all caps. <laughs> Ellipses about other stuff and other random shows and personal yip yap and oh I don't know. Talk about the G.D. Simpsons. Are you sure this isn't about us? No. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> he just reviews us nonstop. I wish. He th- thinks you're Mike. I wish he never and stopped I'm, reviewing. I'm Hannah. I wish he, like, like every year, like, kind of puts out a new yeah. review. So. Do you want to be Mike and I'll be Hannah from now on? I hope so. Okay. You're playing the work of Pottington Bear. Yep, that was an accident. I hit, uh, I hit space, and that means... Please, don't charge us for that, Pod. Right. Moving on? Mm-hmm. Three out of five stars. Not bad, but ellipses. Okay. In the body, ellipses. Can someone muzzle the dumb girl constantly laughing in the background? It's enraging. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> okay, one or two more. Then we got to go on break. We have one more. Okay. One final more. And this is like, I haven't even read the full thing about this. Gabriel, you're going to love this. This is the punchline. Okay. Five out of five stars. Five star review from Johnny No Thumbs. The headline. Metalhead. 
Marcus, 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 body. Marcus needs his own podcast. I love him, but more and more often, Ben is useless and Henry is an annoying, mood-breaking, screeching goon. Okay, I gotta find out. Marcus, Ben, Henry podcast. Marcus and Ben. Marcus and Ben podcast. Because this guy loves Marcus. Loves Marcus. He has, like, look, Johnny Johnny Nothams has some fucking standards, all right? And Marcus- Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. I think I found it. Oh my god. What is this show? L-P-O-T-L? Uh, what? Hold on, hold on. Let's do some detective work here. Okay. Last podcast on the left. Oh, I follow them. They yeah, are a, they are a horror movie show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so he's a big fan of Marcus. Really? Is it okay if Ben but he hates Henry? <laughs> no, who does he hate again? He hates Ben. Fuck you, Ben. Fucking God damn it, Ben. Last podcast on the left. Yeah, they're, they're a Webby award-winning comedy true crime horror podcast. Yeah, they're very successful, actually. Good for you guys. Gabriel, good job. You, Marcus, you Marcus, Marcus. the Johnny No Thumbs seal of approval. Hey, I'm drenched in sweat. I so am I. Gabriel, let's cut right now. We're going to take a little break, put on the AC. Cool. When we come back, we're going to do final thoughts, hazy memories, and talk about our next book. Good we'll time. Games, huh? That's a break. I roll. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Dear listener, readers. Hello, everyone. To slow fucking readers. Hello, Johnny No Thumbs. America's fast-paced literature podcast where we talk about Johnny No Thumbs. We talk about the last podcast on the left. We t- yeah, we talk about the last. But po- we talk about how Hannah needs to shut up. We talk about how Ben is the worst. Ben is the worst. We talk about like, hey, you girl in the pack. Put a muzzle on it. That's like, like, like wow, dude. No, yeah. chill. <laughs> so he, he's a fun time. Uh, We're talking about Rosé. Talking about Rosé. Gabriel, it's very hot in here, and we've been going for a long time. I think we need to kind of just like roll through this. That's fine. Gabriel, final thoughts on the unbearable lightness of being. Um, do you have anything final you want to say to the listeners out there? Yeah. Um. Holds up. I still love it. Um. Good times. Great oldies. Get back on it. Daniel, Good job. what are your final thoughts having listened to the audiobook of The Unbearable Lightness of Being? Yes. And like I said, maybe my opinion will change when I read it and I'm mm-hmm. actually a little more into reading it. Yeah. Uh, that said, if I, were to want to, if I were to say my most damning opinion on this is that sometimes, you know what? The this, girls should have muzzles put on them. The, you, know what the, you know what this kind of reminds me? Let's not make that a thing. Let's not, 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 not going to make a that thing. a thing. Let's not be a thing. Johnny, we, we shame on you. Shame on you, Johnny. Uh, you know what? You know what the most damning thing I could compare this to? A Bertolucci movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, don't worry, I only seen like half of The Conformist, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and like this kind of reminds me of something like that a no, little no, that's, bit. No, that's that's accurate. So like yeah, and but that is that is like the the thing that I would I like my reference to anything that can compare to this. Unfortunately, is that. Mm. Um, but that's it. Yeah. How do you feel about Bertolucci? Have you tried? Have you watched Bertolucci? Not really. Movies? No. Yeah. I've, I've I've seen like like articles and essays and like video essays on it, but it's, uh, it's not really my bag. It's like, new. Like, it's, yeah. Like, it, 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 as much uh, a version, general version, I have to the French New Wave. I have had an active dislike of any of the Italian New Wave, like. Mm, pass. Who else involves? Who else is in that? Antonioni. 
the guy who did Umberto D. Like, boring. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Gabriel! We're not pretentious. We're not pretentious at all. We just love the unbearable lightness of being. We just have Criterion Collection memberships. Also, should we talk about... We don't have memberships. We just buy the movies. That's true. Gabriel. Hi, Mom. Uh, do you have one? Okay, there you go. I got it for her. Gabriel, let, uh, we didn't really talk about this. There was a movie uh, that uh, oh, yeah. th- that was made from this uh, several years after the book came out. Because yeah. I think the book came out in, like, 84, 85. Yeah. Something like that. And, like, the movie came out, I think, 88. Uh, and here's the crazy thing, starring uh, the uh, little kind of, known actor. Yeah, like little known actor, kind of like underdog. Yeah, dude, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, little known guy. Um, does random bit parts in movies. Yeah, he, Daniel Daniel Day Lewis. He'll pop up now and then. It's like Hammond. Bit part like... actor in Phantom Pain. Um, there'll be blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantom Thread. Phantom, Phantom Thread. Pain Phantom every time. Pain. <laughs> like fucking Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> you nerd. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, and like uh, what, it was um, who else is in that? Juliette Binoche plays Teresa. Mm-hmm. Lena Olin, who hasn't done too much, but she's more of a European actress. She plays Sabina. And the guy who plays Franz isn't a big deal, but Stellan Skarsgård's the engineer. I imagine Philip Kaufman, who, yes. believe it or not, Daniel, directed the adaptation of The Wanderers by Richard Price. Oh, nice. Oh, he Philip Kaufman has been like this weird name who I'd see just pop up where it's like he is like a chameleon, mm-hmm. but he's like this super fucking like a, like uh, just like a very 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 solid filmmaker. He wrote the story for Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's also done like a lot of TV. Like he directed a bunch of episodes of like Luck or something like sure. that. You know, but uh, he's like old school like OG. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, uh, supposedly from what I know, and I've never seen. It. Have you seen it? Um, I had a copy for years, and I never got deeper than like thirty minutes into it. Yeah, it's uh, from what I understand, that first off, it was adapted. Uh, into a screenplay by the author himself. Cordera. Uh, who also then said, I hate making movies so much I'll never make another. Mm-hmm. None of my books will ever be made into movies again. So what's Fair up enough. with that? <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. It makes sense. Like, especially of all of his work, the death, unbearable lightness of being, it's like adapting a textbook into a movie. It's just a weird thing to do. It's something very specific to this where you need to yeah. do something I imagine a little more like... Um, um, one I of my favorite Milan Kundera short stories is called um, the, the Golden Apple or something. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me a lot of like an Eric Romer kind of movie. Boy, really, we, we weren't going to get pretentious in this. Hey, man, you're but, the Eric, Eric Romer fan. But like, it's just about two fan. guys who are like walking around town and like, 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 og- like ogling and um, hitting on women. But it has that kind of nuanced internal take of unbearable lightness of being. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. I'm like, this would make a great short film. But he'd never let me until he's dead. Until he's fucking dead. He's fucking 90. Listen, Milan. Hey, Milan. You're dead. Give me the rights, dude. And we're going to pounce all over your body. I'm going to draw that goddamn dog all over your face. Do you know what else is the joke? It's your life. Oh, Gabriel. Book of Laughter Forgetting? Your life. Go on, sorry. Gabriel? Yeah. We have one final segment. Okay. And that's called Hey. Memories. In honor of our dear friend Sean Hayes of the Whip Around Podcast, your home for weird news. Check them out. Whip Around is one word, not the Fox News show. Yes, Sean Hayes, master podcaster and also mm-hmm. master baiter. Master blaster. Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, what is your hazy memories? That something that will come to you later in life, or just when you think about the unbearable lightness of being, you also might have actual hazy memories concerning the fact you read this a while ago. Well, as I was telling you, this book has a weird sentimental spot in my heart, particularly because I was in a very, very complex relationship with a young lady who also loved this book, and we had an argument about this. That uh, um, much like in the book, 
we talked about the whole misunderstood words thing. And she describes the garishness that Sabrina, the Sabina perceives when Franz is talking about his strength mm-hmm. and he's walking around the room, lifting a chair over his head, parading around to show off how strong he is. Mm-hmm. And my, my girlfriend at the time, like, like was much like Sabina was revolted by it, that it was a disgusting thing to her. And in my mind, like I, I understood with Franz, the idea that love is surrender. And I felt like this weird, much like in the book, clearly my girlfriend at the time did not agree. And I'll always remember that scene because of this weird, unpleasant moment we had between us where she perceived me as weak, much like Sabina does Franz for thinking that love is surrender. And I still stand by that, that I, on a more mature look at this book, I still support Franz's I call him him naive now, but it's his whole perspective of love that I still, I still hold to in a weird way in my life. You know, that is love should be surrender in my mind. And, you know, even if Sabina, like betrayal comes to eventually betray her. Nice. Daniel, what's your hazy memory? I said it before. The thing with the toilets. All right, cool. Yeah, it was a good one. Nice. Gabriel, moving on. Uh... We need to figure out. What we're gonna read next time? Let's we'll throw we continue to Milan Kundera. Trendy. Sorry, Milaniacs. Sorry, Milaniacs. Get the fuck out of my house, Sorry, Millennials. G- Gabriel, take out your humongous eighty-sided die. Okay. And tell us, or not tell us. Roll. Let what? me limber up. Let me limber up. Okay, limber oh, up. God. Oh my balls. Oh my god. Be careful. Okay, here we go. One, two. <laughs> okay. Eighteen. Uh- that was the sound of Gabriel farting. I rolled an 80-sided die. That's about as heavy as I am. Gabriel, I'm sorry, but you got to roll again. That okay. was A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Really? So That's I'm, funny. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you, it's the first time it's actually happened. Cool. That means we're getting deep. We have actually not re-rolled But it was so yet. heavy. Here, you I'm roll sorry. it. I'm sorry. Got to do it again. No. Nope. You roll it. No. I'm holding the phone. I'm okay, holding fine. The phone. Okay, fine. Got to do it again. Go. <laughs> oh, boy. 77. That was so sad. 77. That was so sad. Oh, my knees. Yes! Oh, Franny and Zoe! Oh, that's great news! Zoe? What? What do you Zoe? mean, Dewey? Zoe. There's two O's, though. Zoe. It's like, isn't Zoe usually... That's how Zoe Deschanel spells her name. She's weird. Yeah. Anyway. She's named after that character, though. Gabriel, we're reading Franny and Zoe by like, like, Shay. Behind the curtain... Fucking sound. Daniel legitimately, not a little minute ago during our break, said, I really hope we get on Franny and Zoe. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It was like a bunch of other things except for that. Oh, we also said that. Yeah, it was though. like everything is illuminated. Uh, no, you see, sorry to Franny and Zoe. Well, no, I've said it before. Not oh, this well, time. Oh, well, all right, then fine. Fuck you. Whatever. I want to read Sun Also Rises again. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, we're gonna read right. it again. We did it before. I want to read 100 Years of Solitude again. We'll get there. Because I kind of rushed through it. We'll get there. I can't wait for that. Oh, we're not going to rush it through it for our show? Hell no. All right, Gabriel. Yeah. So next time we do Stranded, we're going to get. Fucking Franny and fucking Zoe. Technically, next time we're doing Stranded is next week when we bring in friend of the show, Whip Around Podcast co-host um, Philip Horta. Co-host we're of doing, the co-host. We're doing on um, The Great Gatsby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, pimp. Gabriel, we're going to fucking fuck up The Great Fucking Fucking Gatsby. We're fuck. a little delirious and it's really hot. We had it's a lot really, of rosé. It's really hot in here. Gabriel, mm-hmm. this room is filled with CO2. Sure is. We're, we're actually dying right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just like the beginning of midsummer in here. I tell you what we need to do. Gabriel, do us a favor. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to plug, so Gabriel, you plug anything you want. All right, guys, follow me on the Instagram at read, like reading a book, dot Richards. Follow me, etc. Um, If you send me a DM, I will gladly send you one of our Joyce Carol Oates stickers, official ones. I think they're beautiful. They are delightful. Um... If you like, still, um, check out Self-Evident, Asian America Stories. My episode is episode three, I believe, um, the talk we were supposed to have. I'm still very proud of it. AV Club featured it, and I am very, very pleased with that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and besides that, give our show a review and a star and a subscribe. We need you guys to respond to us. We're all about it. Give us your love. Mm-hmm. Give me your love. I want it. Gabriel's a needy, a needy love I'm boy. I'm a needy little baby. Change my diaper. There you go. That's uh, that's on Gabriel's tombstone. Pretty much. I'm a neat little baby. Change my diaper. <laughs> go ahead, Daniel. Gabriel, I will make sure it happens. Thanks, dog. Gabriel, you can follow me on Twitter at Topcom Radio. I do follow you on t- Twitter and Topcom Radio. You can follow me on Instagram. Do you mean listeners, slow not me? Nope, I'm talking to you. Oh, that's fine. Also, listeners, you can buy my fiction on Amazon right now in Kindle and and paperback. Hey. Uh, shout out to Ibrahim, who I've recently sent copies of my books to. Signed because he asked for it. That's uh, that's nice. Which is adorable. Uh, <laughs> Did you write a message in there? Yeah, yeah, little little messages. Was big old was this fuck you across the whole book? No, this time it wasn't. Uh, no, no, it's not, not something like this. Like something like this, I can't be that irreverent. All right. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. And again, you can keep buy, reading them books. Eve. You can get them. You can get them right now. There's Shadow of the Deep, which is, has always been very, very uh, well read and whatnot. I'm always surprised that the pe- uh, the kind of people responding and whatnot, and actually people are love still hard. reading it to this day. And also, Cooking the Kingdom, a book that does not sell itself very well. It's about food and imperialism. So hey. Pff, Good luck with that, guys. That said, you should read it because I like it a lot more than the other one. Yeah, guys. Get on it. That said, I think that's the end of our show. Sure is, Daniel. We finally got there, Gabriel. I'm so wiped out. I'm so wiped out. You need to go to work. I'm going to like... <laughs> I have a full night of work today. I need to figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner. Do we have mm. any milk? No. Oh, fuck. Maybe I'll walk to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad. Like a peasant. <laughs> on that note... We should go. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. We like you. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top